Modesty at the Pool, on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Heath Lambert, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. Last week was the week of Memorial Day, and that is the unofficial start for summer for so many people that listen to this podcast. And we want to begin the summer by talking about some issues that Christians need to think through with regard to purity and modesty. Last week, we talked about purity at the pool and how to cultivate a heart of purity when you're in a situation where you might be seeing a lot of immodest people. This week, we want to deal with the other side of that coin and talk about how to actually be modest when you show up at the pool or the beach. And our guest on the podcast this week is Martha Peace. Martha Peace is a certified biblical counselor with ACBC. She counsels at her church, Faith Bible Church, and their counseling ministry, Faith Biblical Counseling Center. She is a popular conference speaker. She's also the author of many books, most relevantly for this topic this week, her most recent book, Modesty, More Than a Change of Clothes. Martha is also my adopted mom, and we are happy to have her on the podcast this week. Martha, we want to talk about this issue of modesty at the pool, modesty at the beach. When we gather for these summer activities, there is the call upon the Christian to engage in those activities in a way that portrays modesty in their dress. But before we can really get into the nitty-gritty on this, we have to know what it means to be modest and what it means to be immodest. So can you help us understand what's going on there? Well, Kent Keller is one of my pastors, and he and I wrote the Modesty book together. We initially titled the book, A Gold Ring in a Pig Snout, and uh, the publisher didn't like that, but we loved our title. But anyway, they made us change it. But anyhow, we defined immodesty as an attitude of the heart that expresses itself with inappropriate words, actions, expressions, and or clothing that are flirtatious, manipulative, revealing, or suggestive of sensuality or pride. And then we defined modesty as an inner attitude of the heart motivated by a love for God that seeks His glory through purity and humility. It often reveals itself in words, actions, expressions, and clothes. So it's just much more than just a list of rules and regulations about your clothing. Yeah, you know, when I read your book, one of the things that I appreciated the most about it were the comprehensive definitions you provided for each of those realities. It's uh, You've got the issue of the heart dynamic, but also the behavior. And the behavior is not just about clothes either. It's about what you say, and it's about all kinds of things. So why is it so important to have a comprehensive definition and understanding of modesty and immodesty like that? Well, it's the, the challenge in writing this book and even talking to people about modesty is the issue of legalism, because 
the first thing you want to do is just make a list of do this, don't do this, you know, that kind of thing. And um, if, if you're dealing with someone who is not a Christian, then they really don't have the heart for God that they should have. And it's very hard then. You need to start over with them and go back to the gospel. And um, then parents, of course, are in a dilemma if they've got unsaved daughters and they want them to be modest, they're just going to have to um, come up with their own standards and uh, be firm about it. Well, so as we translate that important reality of this begins in the heart, it begins with the gospel, and then that translates into decisions about clothing, how do we work that out when we think about um, for example, with a young woman making a decision about the kind of swimsuit she's going to buy to go to a pool party or to spend a week at the beach? How does how do we work that out? Well, because it begins in the heart, you would want to explain to her that a godly woman would want to show love to God and love to others. And that would mean she would desire two things. One, she would want to obey God, and that wouldn't be a burden for her if she really knows the Lord and loves Him. It would be her joy, 1 John 5, 3 tells us. And then she doesn't want to unnecessarily tempt the boys and the men around her to think wrongly when they see how she dresses and acts. And showing love to others is the second greatest commandment. In 1 Corinthians 13, it says love doesn't act unbecomingly. It doesn't seek its own way. It doesn't rejoice in unrighteousness. So if she loves the Lord and she loves others, she would not want to tempt them unnecessarily. So will this mean that a Christian young woman uh, will make a decision about what she's going to wear such that that is that going to exclude a two-piece bathing suit is that gonna mean only certain kinds of bathing suits what's that going to mean in real practical terms well if we could go back to my great-grandmother's victorian day and see what they wore at the beach that would be better (laughs) (laughs) but we can't do that so it, whether it's one piece or two piece, usually one piece is is better, but they can be very sensual and they can show outlines of private parts. It can be very immodest. Um, she needs to try it on and lean over and look in a mirror and see what is showing there. And um, it, it's, it's, There are, I believe, websites where you can go to find modest clothing for um, girls and women and probably bathing suits, too. So they just have to try them on, take their parents with them, at least their mothers, and um, make sure that it's okay with them and just look at every angle front, back, side, 
um, lifting their arms up and um, it 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 is it should not be a trauma for the mother and the daughter it should be fun for them to go do this but they really I, I know a Christian woman they have a um, swimming pool and they invite the church family over once a week to swim in their pool and she keeps a pile of oversized t-shirts and if if she thinks the girls are immodest then she just says okay slip this on over your head and um, they have a good time they know what she's like and uh, they're not you know unnecessarily um, tempting the the guys that are around we have, in my own ministry, dealt with this uh, a number of times and in a number of ways with young girls in the youth group, with family, friends. And when you start talking about the issue of being modest at the pool and purchasing a swimsuit that is not unduly revealing, it gets into all sorts of objections and all sorts of protest. And here at the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, we have an extensive research arm. And we used <laughs> that research arm to come up with a list of potential objections to what we're talking about here, the need to be modest at the pool. And I want to go with you through some of um, the objections that our highly skilled researchers uncovered from young women. And I want to just hear your response to those objections. So All right. one objection to, hey, we need to wear modest swimming attire, is the objection that, well, I want to be comfortable at the pool. I want to be comfortable at the beach. And this two-piece, this bikini is just more comfortable when it's so hot outside. Well, I think if you really want to be comfortable, you just want to go naked. <laughs> I mean, that's even better. So <clears throat> if the bathing suit is big enough for them, they're going to be comfortable. Okay. That's just... Um, I just want to be comfortable in God's eyes. Okay, that's good. All right, here is another objection. I have looked all over the place, and I can't find a one piece that fits, or I can't find a one piece that really looks good on me. Well, then you just don't go swimming. <laughs> if okay. I mean, you know, it's not worth sinning against God to... Um, you just kind of keep looking. Okay. I, that's all I know to say. All right. That's good. So keep looking. Maybe you haven't looked hard enough. And if you really, really can't find one, it'd be better not to go swimming than to sin against the Lord. You know, they um, some of these places like L.L. Bean and Land's End, they have these uh, bathing suits that are sunproof, and they're even long-sleeved and high-neck, not because of modesty, but because people don't want to get sunburned and ruin their skin. And some of them are adorable. And some of the bathing suit bottoms are like little skirts. I mean, yeah. they're just, they're adorable. Yeah. There's no reason why they can't find something that would look good. 
Yeah, I always wear swimming trunks and a swimming shirt when I go swimming, and there's two reasons. One is because I'm trying to love my neighbor, and two is because I don't want to get sunburned. So there's all kinds of reasons to look into right. those kinds of things. Um, all right, here's another here's another objection. Uh, all of my friends are dressing this way. Why can't I dress this way? It's just one more person. Well, our standard is not what our friends do. Our standard is the scriptures and wanting to uh, be chaste and pure. And First uh, Timothy tells us to dress modestly and discreetly. So that's our standard. Okay. Uh, here's another one. It's cute. It's cute. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just cute. Well, the guys are thinking something else. Okay. And it's not cute. It's just they, they're they thinking of her in a sexual way, and it's not um, – it, it's just a struggle for them, a terrible struggle. Okay, so that's actually a good segue into our last objection, and our last objection is the one we heard most commonly as we were looking into this. Uh, why not wear a bikini – it's the guy's problem. It's the guy's issue with lust. It's not my problem. So let's let them be responsible for their stuff and I'll be responsible for mine. Well, um, it's both of their problems. They, the guys really do struggle with this and it's not just the young men. It's the middle-aged men. It's the old men. It's the pastors. It's everybody. It's, it's a sin that is common to men, and they really have to um, struggle sometimes to take their thoughts captive and and to honor the women and the people that they are around and not think wrongly about them. But this is what I tell women. Some women are naive. They really don't understand the effect that it has on men. And in our book, we do explain it, not in a sensual way, but we make it clear. And um, once you know that, then you're not just naive. If you continue to dress and act in a sensual way, then really and truly, I think you're a harlot in your heart. Mm. And you're doing it deliberately. So we assume that women, young women, don't know, and they are sort of innocent or naive about that. But once they're told, then they need to um, to stop doing it. And it is it is both of their problems. Why would anybody want to tempt? another Christian or another even non-believer. A godly woman would want to not unnecessarily tempt the boys and men around her to think wrongly. They would want, they, the, the guys, a godly man would want to be attracted to her true beauty, that the gentle and quiet spirit the one who loves the Lord with all her heart. 
you know, one of the things I notice when we were looking into those objections and hearing those objections is they are fundamentally self-oriented. It's about me and what I want. And as I listen to your responses to those and how you're explaining modesty, you're saying this really isn't about you at all. This is about uh, honoring and loving the Lord first and honoring and loving your neighbor second. Is that about the difference? I agree, totally. It's a self-focus, a selfish focus. It's a worldly focus. It's loving the world. And um, culture does change. Styles do change. Sometimes it gets harder and harder to find appropriate um, dress and styles. But you don't have to look like Little House on the Prairie and be covered from head to toe like my great-grandmother was. But you can look stylish, but you can also be modest and look like a godly woman. And you know what? It's not just at the beach or the pool. It's at Walmart. Mm. It's at church. It's anywhere you go. So I know people that dress modestly at church, and then you see them out and about, and you're like, oh, my word. Um, (laughs) I have grandchildren. I have granddaughters. I, you know, we, we have to discuss things sometimes. Well, you are listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. If you'd like more information on this topic, I want to encourage you to pick up Modesty, More Than a Change of Clothes by Martha Peace and Kent Keller. And if you'd like more information about ACBC, then you can visit us at biblicalcounseling.com.